and boy, do we have tyranny everywhere. Happy New Year, I mean, New Year, everybody. Okay, we have uh, good news and bad news. The good news is the Jews are losing their grip on the planet. The bad news is not enough. <laughs> All right, so, but we've been here to expose the Jews for what they really are. And I was on Speak, uh, speak Free. I was on uh, Press TV yesterday and did a, about a 10-minute interview explaining to them what the Jews are, that they're chameleons and parasites, because they sent me an article claiming that Jews are white. I said, no, 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 they're not white. Whatever country the Jews infest, they they don the garb and uh, adopt a culture and, and ming- blend in and take over the country that does not make them white just because there happen to be a few white-looking Jews in America and in Europe. But in every other country, they blend in. They don the garb of the Chinese and the Arabs and the blacks, you name it, everywhere. Oh, especially down under from here in America, the uh, Ladinos, the Ladinos. Those are Jews from uh, Portugal and Spain that migrated to Central America and they're still there, folks. They're called Latinos. You just change the D to a T, and you know that these are Jews who are ruling over the Central America and South America, etc., etc. Okay? So this chameleon aspect of Jewry is simply not understood by the rest of the world. And so I, I was happy to get a chance to explain that to him. All right. M- uh, good morning, Michael. How are you doing? Good morning, Eli. I'm doing very good here. In a bit yeah. of uh, frostbite Sweden, but I'm doing okay. good. And in, as I said, interesting as I said, but I heard someone did a dissertation that's claiming that basically mostly of the Mexican people are Jewish, that most of them are, are manifest Jews. So this is, and they changed their name. This, they changed the name. Is it this, this flowery name? I, I don't remember exactly how it is, but they, they, you see it on their names that they are Jewish name. In mm-hmm. the, yeah. Yeah. Um, you probably also read that, I guess. Well, well, the very term Latino comes from the word Ladino in 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 Spanish, which means a Spanish Jew. <laughs> okay, so uh, the the language and everything, and uh, so they basically took over Latin America, and uh, they're the ones who. Well, of course, the uh, Spanish conquistadors were already there to give them the Spanish language and Catholicism, but then the Jews migrated in there, and yeah, I think that's where your um, Mexican drug cartels come from, okay, the Jewish influence, okay? Oh, yeah. So the very term Latino means Jew, okay? It doesn't mean every single Latino is a Jew, but uh, they probably have some Jewish blood running in their veins, okay? I think that that much we can say uh, with great accuracy. All right. So, and I listened intently to uh, the, the end of the show by Ria. And uh, the fact that uh, the South Africans are beginning to wake up to their Israelite identity. And uh, it's just too bad. I've been trying to get a hold of Pastor Martins because I used to do the Voice of Christian Israel shows with him. But he just does not respond. So I don't know what's going on with him. I will keep on trying to find out. Anyway, today's show is going to be another part of our discussion of the Septuagint versus the Masoretic text. And uh, so, but first we're going to talk about the word rabbi, where in uh, Matthew 23, 8, Yahshua tells us, be not called rabbi. So why, 
why is it that we should not be, you know, that, uh, that our teachers should not be called rabbi? And so uh, in the uh, Bible Hub commentary section on Matthew 23, 8, uh, he, he says, be not called rabbi. Comment, the teaching of our Lord was not without its foreshadowings in that of the better scribes and a precept of Shemaiah, the predecessor of Hillel, lays down the rule that men should love the work but hate the rabbiship. In other words, uh, the priestcraft, okay? Well, what is rabbinical Judaism if not priestcraft, Michael? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they are very tyrannical also in their and uh, authoritarian in their how they do their work also in there because it's like like it or not, this they having their whip to trying to get their flock into into some kind of a, a streamlined version. So they are very tyrannical in their in their as I said also. So they're if, they use everything they do is a craft for them. They do it as right. a craft. Yeah, and uh, in fact, there's a passage in. Uh, the the New Testament where the rabbis sought the, uh, the foremost seats at the gathering, you know, the the center of the main the main table, right, <laughs> uh, on the podium, right. They're always maneuvering themselves to be the leaders and authoritarians, right. But Jesus said, "I come not to lead, but to serve." Okay, and uh, I'm supposed to serve the flock. Yeah, go ahead. And a comment also, I think, to doing this, this would say the preaching, the pastor work is more of a calling. It's not something we do for yes. economy or money. You don't get fame. You don't get money for this. So this is this is purely for your love of your people. That's why you're doing this. So it's it's a calling to do oh. it. So I guess for the rabbi more, I think that's more of a, of a power power situation for the, for the Jewish oh. people. They have power. Yeah. You see the immense power they have. Yeah. Well, they call it the rabbinate. We call it the you know the the system of schools of theology, right? Where you get your title, you get your divinity degree. Degree? Are you saying, Michael, that you don't have a divinity degree? No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't have any degree at all in this. I'm, right? so, I'm self-taught yeah. in this. Right. You go, and that means you know much more about scriptures than any so-called preacher who has a divinity degree, because they all believe the wrong thing. They all believe universalism instead of the covenant message. Right? Yeah, they've been they've been brainwashed. They're all wrong. And also another comment. They're totally brainwashed. And we also do another yeah. comparison. Only only in Christianity we have this more to being a servant, like pastor. But if you look both in That's right. in Muslim. And Judaism, they're more authoritarian. This is more of a power structure for them. The imam and the rabbi, that's right. more of a power structure. But only we Christians right. show in our teachers that they are pastors. They are. They right. should tend the flock and help the flock. And you can see this is true in Judaism across the board, where the rabbis are to be honored and revered, even though they're scum of the earth, right? They are the scum of the earth <laughs> who, treat, who treat their own people like dirt. Okay, uh, I, I want to point everybody to the link on the front page of Eurofolk Radio where we discuss Hamas and how Hamas and, uh, and uh, Israelis even admit that in order to uh, get at a particular Hamas target, the Israelis murdered up to 500 of their own people so that that Hamas agent wouldn't get away. And the, the Jews even have a term for this, sacrificing your own people to get at one enemy, right? This is what they do. And, and the Jews are becoming aware of this, that they're, they're so low on the totem pole of Judaism 
that uh, they can be eliminated any time. Okay. And um, just a comment. I think I sent out a video last mm. uh, last last evening about okay. the spirit of Hamas. And this word Hamas also exists in the Bible during Genesis six. Genesis six, when you have the the yeah. flood of Noah, when you have this, and this the word is in in Genesis six eleven. Okay. In the end of the verse, you have the word violence, and right. the Hebrew word for it is Hamas. Mm-hmm. So there we see it again, the sign of the age, the sign of the time. It would be yesterday of, of Noah, and then they use Hamas when it is this turmoil, this violence, and using violence. this exactly the, yeah, violence, this term for it. So it's also in the Bible, in, in the day of Noah. So it's also we see yeah. we are in the days of Noah. Just, uh, just put, it, put out that comment. Right. So who created this organization called Hamas? Ah, Jewish, that's Mossad. The Jews, the, uh, Mossad, Israeli creation and they created Hamas as a foil against the PLO all right and it's always been in Jewish hands so in other words what you do it's like you hire uh, a high you hire a boy to throw a rock over the apartheid wall that keeps the Jews separated from the Palestinians all right and then you use that rock that thrown rock as an excuse to send in rockets bombs torpedoes what have you tanks etc. Okay, this is how the Jews operate. They hire shills to start, and they've been doing it here in America, right? Staging these violent acts in uh, schools, shootings everywhere. These are all staged by Jews and to be blamed on our Second Amendment. Okay, Uh, never mind the fact that virtually all of these shooters, and sometimes they use knives, they don't always always use guns, are on drugs given to, uh, to them by Jewish Jewish physicians, right? Okay. So where's the violence coming from? Where's the Hamas coming from, Michael? The government itself. The government yeah. itself. They created. Isn't that also the word? Terrorism. Wasn't that before meant um, government-sponsored terrorism? Is governments it. created? That's exactly. Exactly. And there, there's your authoritarianism again. And that's how the Jews maintain power by, de- by deception and by terror. And yes. even the Jewish people now are beginning to figure out, those who live in Kyrgyzstan, that their leaders are willing to sacrifice them at a moment's notice, at the snap of a finger, if necessary, right? And it's very often necessary. And uh, I think uh, rank-and-file Jews are beginning to figure this out. And that's why Netanyahu has a less than 4% popularity rating. Man, that's even worse than Biden. I think Biden has like a 10% popular because there's so many rank and file uh, Democrats in the Democratic Party. They they have to uh, follow their master, their rabbi, Biden. By the way, Biden has so many Jewish members of his own family, he might as well be Jewish. Same with Trump. Both of those guys are totally intermarried with Jews. They're, They're surrounded by Jews. They're not Americans at all. They are puppets of the international Jew. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, just a comment also on that because I did. All, I think you also maybe also saw that one. This interview with, with brother Nathaniel and Alex Jones. All oh, right. And yeah, and there also brother Nathaniel is a Jew himself. How he can trust it, I don't know. But he say that when Ivanka was marrying this uh, this uh, Jew, she mm-hmm. didn't have to go through the ritual of uh, of being a Jewess. Oh. She already was one. All right. There you go. So, 
so that's kind of interesting. No, then also Trump is also a Jew. And I also heard that for other, I think it was. Um, well, he, he converted. Uh, he converted to Judaism in 2017 while he was president. Yes. And mm-hmm. I also believe that uh, uh, that I think it was Bob Jones mentioned that he, when he was young, he he met the guy that's that said that, um, yeah, he was mentioning that they would go to the synagogue and, and seeing Donald Trump by then. <laughs> right. So, okay. so yeah. I think he was, he's, he's Jewish uh, since beginning. Yeah. Could be. Uh, he was definitely a Shabazz guy, right? If not an actual Jew. So, uh, you know, but he did. Uh, it was reported by uh, True True TV, I think it's called, uh, and uh, that in 2017 he actually went through the actual conversion process. Okay. Now the Jews don't accept just anybody, <laughs> right? You have to swear your allegiance to the Jewish rabbi and the Jewish money lords. To become an actual Jew, right? So uh, there's there's no doubt that Donald Trump ha- has been their puppet. So what do you mean, Eli? You don't think we can infiltrate Judaism and just uh, fake immersion and try? Well, to- <laughs> yeah, the, actually, there was one guy who did infiltrate a synagogue. He he was a true believer in Judaism. Uh, I can't think of his name. Maybe somebody in the chat room. He had a website, and he said, "Okay, he attended this synagogue. It was a liberal synagogue, right?" <laughs> which uh, allowed non-Jews to come in. And then one day, a uh, Chabad Lubavitcher rabbi gave a speech at that same synagogue, and he admitted uh, everything, all the, all the conspiracy theories about the Jews, he admitted from the podium. And, and the guy says to himself, huh, all the, all the people who've been criticizing Judaism were right. They know what they're talking about. There is a Jewish conspiracy against the world. And as soon as he... Uh, uh, re, uh, fessed up to, to that belief, then they try to murder him. Okay? And so he's been on the run ever since. But he has a website in which he exposes Jewish criminality. So our people are waking up, and even the, the lesser brethren of Judaism are waking up. They're, they're abandoning the Jewish religion, not that they ever really practice it. They're just, they're just materialists. The vast majority of Jews are nothing but materialists, but that's the main aspect of the Jewish religion. They don't believe in the afterlife, so everything a Jew can possibly achieve must be done here in this life. Right? Right, Michael? And yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they have no heaven. No, this is their heaven. That's why they're making this, this the hell, hell on earth. That's, that's why right. it is as it is here. Yes. Okay, so let's get to this uh, the, uh, Bible commentary here. Be ye not called rabbi, do not affect those titles, don't take upon yourself these titles of reverence and respect, which give too much honor or authority to man or to rabbis. The Jewish doctors were called rabbis, fathers, and masters by their several disciples, whom they required both to believe implicitly what they affirmed without asking any further reason. Don't ask questions, Michael. Why? I like asking questions. Yeah, so do we. So do white people, right? Freedom <laughs> yeah. of speech. But again, we have this uh, the same situation in Judeo-Christianity. Do we not? Don't ask tough questions. All right. Yeah, I mean, and that is something that has been foisted upon people that don't ask questions. Just be quiet, and that is pure indoctrination, communist indoctrination. This, go. When you go to school, you should, you should, uh, they, they pump you up something. Here, learn 
learned this and then you just repeat it and then you're getting the, oh, good, good boy. Now you learned it. Now we get a high grade because you can repeat yeah, the lies right. we told you. Yeah, exactly. And that is and indoctrination. It, that is not yeah. education in any way. Amen. Amen. It's total indoctrination and it's Jewish from beginning to end. And okay, without asking any further reason and to obey unreservedly what they enjoined without seeking for any further authority. Okay, that's what a rabbi is. He claims to be the highest authority. Doesn't the Talmud say that God himself asks a rabbi's opinion before he makes the decision? Yeah, they say that. They say that they cons- that rabbi consult Yahweh every time the decision is. This shows their their craziness. That's right. Their uh, absolute uh, assumption of authority. Be ye not called rabbi, but our Lord here teaches his apostles and their successors in the ministry of the gospel that they were to be very different from these Jewish teachers. They were to decline being called rabbi. Because the thing signified by the term belongs solely to their master, in whom the whole treasures of divine knowledge and wisdom are hid. And that's Yahweh. Okay? Not, not some stinking rabbi. Not some stinking Jewish rabbi. And who, for that reason, is the only infallible teacher of his congregation, not church. And also because they owed none of their knowledge to themselves, but derived it entirely from him, in which respect they were all brethren and on a, on a level. So we're all equal to one another by the fact that we are brethren under the auspices of Yahweh giving us that equality amongst ourselves, which, which Paul teaches in Galatians 3.29, I believe it is. You're all one under the, uh, the fact that we were cleansed by Yahshua Messiah at the cross, okay? And he says t- t- very clearly, I come to serve not to rule. So a true pastor is someone who serves his people and makes no attempt to rule over them. Okay? Yeah. And as you you said at the beginning, all the other priesthoods rule over their people explicitly. Okay? Yeah. And a question. During this this no, most recently, scam, COVID, how many pastors did serve their congregations? Oh, yeah. Not Actually, a single no, one. Yeah, we we tried. We 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 in yeah. in this. I we don't want to pump our head or like say how good we are, but we ex- we at least warned our people about it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So we are servants, and that what is, that is what the term pastor implies. Well, a pastoral, the the shepherd who guides the flock and keeps them safe. Now, in fact, now that video by Scott Ritter, uh, he. He said there's a term, the Jews have a term for sacrificing their own people if they get in the way of, uh, you know, like a fleeing Hamas soldier or child, <laughs> right? Okay. And uh, I, I, I didn't have time to listen to it again, but the Jews have a term for that. And he says in that video, and he says that the Israelis even admitted that the Jews are the ones who killed those 500 victims, not not Hamas. It was the Jews themselves who killed those other Jews, those lesser brethren, in order to get at certain Hamas people, okay? And that so, makes sense. Yeah. That makes, yeah, for me, it makes sense. <laughs> you used to it themselves. All That's they, right. Yeah. They accuse their enemy of the thing they're doing themselves, always. Yeah, and it, it makes good uh, theater to say, oh, 
500 Jews were gunned down by Hamas. No, they weren't. They were gunned down by the Jews themselves, by the IDF. That's who they were gunned down by. Okay. So, folks, the, um, the, the good ship Zionism is springing leaks. It's springing leaks. And it's getting ready to sink, and it's Obadiah coming true before our very eyes, where the coalition that Edom has brought unto, under its own umbrella is the, the, their coalitions are f- falling away. Okay. And another aspect that Scott Ritter brought out was the fact that uh, very small groups of Arabs and Muslims and others are affecting Jewish the, the Jewish state economically to the point where it's no longer economically feasible for the Israeli state to exist, like rerouting shipping because they blockaded the uh, strait at the bottom of the Red Sea, which uh, by which uh, huge ships can, can no longer pass through. So they have to go around the Horn of Africa, up the western coast of Africa, through the Mediterranean to unload their stuff at Israel. Okay? Uh this is, is calling a huge backup in supplies for Israel. So there's, people are figuring out how to, and this is a boycott, right? Haven't the leftists been calling for a boycott of Kyrgyzstan forever? And nothing is mm-hmm. happening? So nothing people, is happening. Yeah. So independent, uh, independent uh, freedom fighters are doing things on their own, and th- th- it's like, uh, oh, it's like uh, in America. Where our our rebels, so called, at the American Revolution, uh, were using guerrilla tactics against the British with their bright red uniforms, right? And the guerrillas were hiding behind trees and picking off the British. And there's no way you can win a war against a guerrilla a, a guerrilla force. Uh, we we found that out in Vietnam, Michael. We found that out. They hide in tunnels. They hide behind trees. They wear a camouflage, all right, where we stood out. We, the way we fought that war is we marched down single file through the jungle, and they just picked us off, right, unless we found a bunch of them uh, in, found their headquarters and we were able to engage them directly. But in other words, we were nothing but uh, ducks in a shooting range. That's what we were, okay? That's not the way to fight a war. So it's obvious it was a no-win war. Anyway, th- this is what's going on here. So the rabbi, be not called rabbi. All right. And be not called Jew. You, that's another major drawback of the Masoretic text. By translating the word Judah as Jew, it creates the impression that the modern-day Jews are the same people as the biblical Judah. Is there any truth to that, Michael? No, I, I did do, do something else. Read it again. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was just saying that the uh, the translation of the word Judah as Jew is a, a very misleading translation <sighs> because oh. it causes people to believe that uh, Judah in the Old Testament is the same as the Jew today. True. That is the most. That creates the most havoc in in when you're discussing biblical, uh, the Bible with people. That oh, the word Jew. The, the Jews are the same people. They no, it's not. That's that creates the most problem. One of the most problems for us. The word Jew in the Bible shouldn't be there. It should be I do means. Yeah, 
Okay, and uh, Nimble Horse says partisans are outlawed under the Geneva Convention. Well, do you think that these guerrilla warfare people care about the Geneva Convention? No, of course not. Uh, no, they, of course not. Yeah, they didn't so, sign it. Come on, it's yeah. ridiculous. Same with with Soviet Union, Stalin during the Second World War. Did he care about the Geneva Convention when he murdered no. the Germans? <laughs> no. Fuck not. Sorry. No. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> but that's one demerit. Anyway, so Jew commies dressed as civilians and committed war crimes. That's right. They don't obey their own Geneva Convention, do they? No, okay. they don't. No, but they don't. Yeah. Same during the. You had also partisans during the Second World War. The the Jew, Jewish commies. They were partisans. They were the commies. That's why you see Jews rounded right. up and shot because they That's were right. Jewish partisans and they fought without insignias. They did break laws, right. and then the yeah. Germans punished that. Or the way the Jews took over Ukraine, they sent a bunch of IDF military, had them wear Nazi armbands. <laughs> And they were using their weapons to pick off civilians wearing Nazi armbands, right? And this is the origin of that false claim that there's all these Nazis in Ukraine. No, they're Jews wearing swastika armbands. Is IDF. What they are. Oh, IDF. Okay, IDF. Yeah. Exactly. And okay. same same claim that they say always that that um, the, the the provinces in eastern Ukraine they, they want belong to Russia. And who is the one yeah. shooting at them all the time? It's been Ukraine all the time. It's shooting at their right. own population. Right. Now, I could don a, a red robe, uh, a, a staff with a, a crooked cross of Christ on it, and a, a, a hat uh, uh, that, uh, what do they call the, the hat that the popes wear? Uh, fish hat. Uh, yeah, the fish hat, right. Yeah. 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 So I could, I could don that outfit and walk down the street and pretend to be a pope. And I'll bet you a lot of Catholics would bow down to me <laughs> okay, just because I'm wearing the uniform. Come on, people. Don't be so gullible. Don't be so gullible. Because the Jews are experts at wearing costumes and acting. They're experts at that. Just like Al Jolson with the blackface. Mammy. Right? But the Jews never get called out for wearing blackface. Only white people get called out for that. So yeah. be, beware the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. All right, folks. You have to understand the Bible, who's Jew and who's not, right? And Judah was never a Jew. He was a no, pure-blooded Judahite, and we still are. They're called Germans today, all right? And there's some in Britain as well. All right, and, and some other in uh, some other countries. All right, so Bible errors. Examining the Septuagint and the Masoretic text. Examination of the Septuagint and Masoretic text. Uh, the title is repeated here. And I will turn, this is uh, December 2, 2015, from hermene hermeneutical considerations and discussions. And I will turn it over to you by Robert E. Reis, R-E-I-S. That's a German name pronounced Reis. Okay, over to you. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a tribal living in the Middle East that had a collection of sacred texts written in Hebrew, Chaldean and Aramaic. 
it is the nature of sacred texts to be ventured and transmitted from generation to generation unadulterated. That's, and that's what we tried to do. Our scribes, before they became Judaized, were trying to re, uh, copy and recopy the ancient texts accurately, which is not true of the Masoretic text. The Masoretic text was designed to be falsified. Okay. Now, the one drawback in this website, they, they falsely assume, as we just discussed, that uh, Jews were Judahites or Israelites. They falsely make that assumption. So wherever they say Jewish, they're wrong. <laughs> it's Judahite or Israelite is the correct term. Back to you. Then you have to make that correction when we come to those places, I think. That's right, for sure. Uh, as time passed, members of this tribe emerged uh, to areas where Hebrew and Aramaic and Chaldean were not spoken. A large community settled and um, prospered in the city of Alexandria in Egypt. Greek replaced their tribal language. They needed an accurate translation of their venerated documents in Greek. Okay, let me comment here because this is very important to understand that these people were Judahites, not Edomite Jews, okay? Because they practiced the Torah in Alexandria. And uh, the Ptolemy Philadelphus was familiar with these people and, uh, you know, communicated with these people. These people, like we are everywhere, we're very fleicic, which means we work hard. We work hard. We build stuff. The Jews are not fleicing. They they are destroyers, okay? We are the builders. They are the destroyers. That's the chief difference between us and them as as the, our expression, our cultural expression is concerned. So he had a lot of respect for the Judahites in Alexandria. So he asked the true Judahites in who were still living in Judah, not Judea, Judah, to translate the Hebrew scriptures into Greek, because Greek had be, was already becoming a very common language, and many of the Judahite scribes were able to speak Greek and even write Greek. So the Septuagint was translated by true Judahites, not by Jews. Okay? Just get that clear. All right, back to you. Yes, let's continue. So, around 250 B.C., um, 70 rabbis translated the sacred text into Greek. This translation was not bootleg edition. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I almost missed it. They were not rabbis. They were Levitical priests. Okay, not rabbis. So another mistake made by this uh, website. Back to you. Uh, The project was approved by high priest and the Sanhedrin in Jerusalem. Is that true? Sanhedrin? Yeah. Yeah, there was uh, the original Sanhedrin was in fact Judahite. They were like the political arm of the Mosaic Law. All right, so they were the authorities, but uh, you know they were still practicing the Mosaic Law at this time. Back to you. Thank you. So the Septuagint, the translation of the seventy, um, was an official document. A Hebrew Bible exists today. It is used by okay. They say Jews now, but I think Judahite everywhere. Well, yeah, no, he's referring to the Masoretic text. So it is, this is accurate. It's used by Jews, but not by us. Ah, okay. Actually, it is used by us because the Jews have inflicted it upon us through the King James Version and other virgins, versions. Okay. So uh, yeah, it is true, but by deceit, 
not by Mosaic Law. Back to you. Thank you. So the Septuagint, the translation of the 17, was an, was an official document. Uh, a Hebrew Bible exists today. It is used by Jews everywhere. It is called the Masoretic Text. It was compiled around 700 AD. It is almost 1,000 years newer than the Septuagint. The rabbis who compiled the Masoretic Text were not accountable to the high priest in Jerusalem. Aha! Uh -huh. They weren't. So they were their own authority, right? An assumed authority of Edomites over the scriptures which did not belong to them ever, okay? But this is the process to Jews assumed authority over the scriptures. Back to you. There, no longer was a high priest. The rabbis who compiled the Masoretic text were not accountable to the Sanhedrin in Jerusalem. There, no longer was a Sanhedrin. Mm -hmm. That's uh, correct. And the last Sanhedrin was uh, formed by Herod, the Edomite, after he assassinated the Judahite Sanhedrin. And uh, so the, the Sanhedrin, the original Judahite Sanhedrin, they were the representatives of the Jewish-slash-Israelite people in Judah. Okay? The, the people had to have representatives vis-a-vis -vis Rome and other countries, right? So these were the people who were supposed, the Sanhedrin, was supposed to keep the Mosaic Law. And they did that, by and large, until the Greeks invaded our country, Judah, and changed our religion. That's when our religion began to change. When the Greeks invaded, they slaughtered a pig on the altar, and then the Romans were no better. But then under the Romans, because they had made a league with Antipater, Herod's father, to put Herod on a, as a tetrarch over Galilee, then... Uh, through bribery and, and uh, military alliance, the Edomites and the Romans invaded Judah and took over. And this is why the original inhabitants of Judea, properly now called, hated Herod and hated the Romans. Uh, they were Judahites who were now being ruled over by an occupation force of Edomites and Romans. Back to you. Uh the Septuagint predates the first appearance of the Masoretic text by almost 10 centuries. The Septuagint is based upon Hebrew text, at least 12 centuries older than the text upon which the Masoretic version is based. Yet, modern Christian translation of the Old Testament rely on the Masoretic text, not the Septuagint. There you go. I mean, so which do you think is more accurate, the original text or a text that's 1,200 years older? Take the, the older one that is that is made up by our people, the Septuagint. Right. There you go. There you go. Now, there's a, I don't know if you can read this chart, uh, English translations of the Bible since 1611 AD. These are abbreviations of the various you know, English translations. So RSV, ESV, etc., etc. Uh, we can just assume that they're all based on the Masoretic text. Okay. Now, the one warning about the Septuagint, modern translations of the Septuagint have always also been adapted to conform with the Masoretic text, all right? So the older the Septuagint version you have, the more likely it is to be accurate. The older the translation, the more likely it is to conform to the Masoretic text. This is all deliberate. This is all by design. All right, back to you. Yes. So where is the problem? 
most of the quotations from the Old Testament in the New Testament used the Septuagint as their primary source. The integrity and truthfulness of the Septuagint is completely dependent on the Septuagint being a truthful translation. Discredit the Septuagint and there is no New Testament. There was no controversy about the integrity of the Septuagint from 250 BC until 135 AD. What had happened to provoke dissatisfaction with the Septuagint, Septuagint among the Jews? Yeah, and here Should I think I, it's correct. Yeah, yeah, among the could also be the Jews because they, I guess, this this they, this fetishized with the Septuagint. So I can that can also apply. There here. you go. Yes, exactly. Good point. Uh, Anas and Caiaphas uh, uh, and the Sanhedrin had rejected the messianic claims of Jesus. Uh, that's Jewish. <laughs> that's right. Uh, no doubt. Uh, okay. New, well, here. Uh, I, because uh, uh, last night I did a show on Restoration Hour about the calendar, the solar calendar practiced by the Essenes, who were, were in fact Judahites. Okay, these Essenes had left Jerusalem because they could see that the rabbis of Judaism were taking over the country. Okay, what else is new? Okay, <laughs> parallel to America and Europe, where the Jews have taken over the entire world. Okay, Ju- Ju- Jewish. Hegemony over the entire planet, which they deny they want to do, but which we can see, in fact, has happened. Okay, so and in in this document about the calendar, the solar calendar, he says that Menelaus was the first renegade priest. He was not a direct descendant of the Zadokites, which are he says the Essenes are Zadokites who are attempting to maintain the Torah. Okay, so this is when the rebellion began. This uh, precipitated a civil war among the house of Judah, and the Maccabees were the ones who fought against the renegades to preserve the Torah. And so Menelaus was actually the founder of this false priesthood when they were Hellenists and they became Romanists later. And they, they probably... Uh, you know, join forces with the Edomites because they were already renegades, okay, against the Torah. And Judaism is not Torah, folks. In their own writings, they admit that they invented all of this stuff, and it's called the Talmud. Talmud is nothing but pure invention by the rabbis who were supposed to disregard <laughs> and not regard, okay? So, and from that point on, the hereditary priesthood of uh, now the Levitical priesthood was a separate group. They still continued to exist until Yahshua was sacrificed on the cross. And when he was sacrificed on the cross, the Levitical priesthood ceased to have a purpose for being because they were supposed to do all these sacrifices in order that we understood that when Messiah came, he would be sacrificed. He was the last sacrifice. Now, Menelaus, he corrupted the Zadokite priesthood and the Zadokite priesthood was no longer a hereditary priesthood, but now it was politicized, and it was politicized into the Pharisees and Sadducees. The word Sadducee comes from Zadokite. So these are already corrupted priests, very much corrupted priests, who would probably sell their services to the highest bidder, right, <laughs> as as the uh, Judeo-Christian 
priesthood does today. Okay, back to you. Yeah, they get their pension, they get their money, and then uh, they don't really care. They don't really care about the scriptures and the truth. They right, yeah, a true rabbi. Yeah, they're rabbis. They're they've been rabbis. they've been rabbis. The the modern day is Christian. I don't want to call them pastors or rabbi. Yeah, not all of them, but the vast majority actually are, because they they have an assumed authority over scripture, which is so easy to demonstrate that they know nothing about scripture because they don't teach the covenant message. All right, they teach universalism, which is by definition a renegade doctrine, anti-scriptural. All right, back to you. Yes, uh, the New Testament documents had been written and were circulating by AD 70. The Jews were, the Jews knew that the credibility of the Christian gospel depended on the credibility of the Septuagints. Something had to be done. Yeah, yeah the and, Jews had to do something about the Septuagint, right? Yeah, okay. and, and Jew is the correct word here. Yes. I guess here's some illustration by Rabbi, illustration of Rabbi Akviya in right. Matua. Mantua Haggadah. So here we oh, that's 1568. Okay, so, so from this point on, whenever these rabbis made the decision to distort or eliminate the Septuagint if they could, but they couldn't because there were too many copies in Greek floating around. There's no way they could do that. And uh, any Christian, Judahite or Israelite, would have seen immediately that the, the Jewish version was distorted. Okay? And they would uh, say, hey, there's, what's wrong with this text? There's something wrong. So the Jews had no choice but to uh, distort, pervert the teachings that they had in their possession, which was the ancient Hebrew text. Okay? So the Masoretic text. Let me, I can't stress this strongly enough. The Masoretic text is a Jewish perversion of the Hebrew scriptures. You know, all these Judeos say the Jews preserved the oracles of God. No, they perverted the oracles of God. That's the reality, folks. Back to you. Yes, thank you. So, around 95 AD, Rabbi Akiva, who later proclaimed Bar um, Korshaba as the Messiah, hired okay. a man. Yeah, no, very important here. The Jews have never accepted Yahshua as Messiah. Why? Because he's not one of their people, right? See, uh, when, uh, uh, Yashua, you are not my sheep. The Christians are my sheep. You rabbis, you are, and you per perverted uh, people of rabbis, you are not my sheep. He said, Judah are his sheep, not these rabbis, not these Jews. Back to you. Yeah. Hired a man named Aquila to translate a Hebrew um, to Greek version of the Old Testament that would undermine the messianic claims of Jesus uh -huh. found in the Septuagint. There you go. So they don't accept him and they change the scriptures to undermine Messiah. Okay? Yeah. That's what the Masoretic text is, folks. It's a tra false translation designed to undermine the claims that Yahshua has to being Messiah. That's the purpose of the Masoretic text. Back to you. Yeah, and in those places, the word Jew is properly applied, I think, also. This is a Jewish compact. Right. Yeah. Yeah, after, uh, the, during the time when John Hyrcanus began circumcising Edomites, that is when the mixing of Idumeans and Judahites, although I don't, I don't believe there was a lot of 
intermarriage. Nevertheless, what happens? Well, whenever you let Jews into your country, what happens? Oh, they destroy it. They will. Yeah. They subvert it. They will they take, take it over. Also, they take it over, right? And that's what happened. That was a huge mistake by John Hyrcanus to allow the Edomites. Now, it takes us back to when Joshua was approached by a bunch of Gibeonites who were Canaanites. And, they, and the Gibeonites had an idea. Well, okay, rather than being slaughtered by Joshua, let's pretend to be Israelites. And so they donned uh, clothing of, of a refugee. They, they put on clothing of a refugee so that they could impersonate Israelites. So that was the first time a Canaanite had the idea of impersonating an Israelite, okay? And, and the Jewish, the Edomites, never forgot this. And as they were conniving and scheming to displace Israel ever since. And John Hyrcanus gave them the opportunity. And the Jews have been pretending to be Israel ever since. Back to you. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting that Joshua didn't see the racial difference among them. Yeah, right. Well, the Canaanites, they originated as Hamites, okay? Mm -hmm. They interbred with the giants from the fall in Genesis chapter 6, and probably with Arabs and others, right? So they had the appearance, many of them, of being white, but they weren't, all right? But another thing people don't realize is the fallen angels who uh, bred giants with Adamic women, right? You go around the world. And the people who describe, you know, the American Indians and others around the world describe these giants as having a Nordic appearance with red hair, blonde hair, blue eyes, and, you know, Caucasian features. Why? Because the Elohim were the uh, ones who, uh, uh, the pattern of the white race. But these were renegade angels. That's why they fell. So you would expect to ha them to have some Caucasian features. Back to you. Yeah, and we also up here in Sweden also have those stories about giants. Right. Okay. Ever they're all over the world. So yeah. you know, yet uh, yet the uh, false interpreters of the Bible say, oh, oh no, that was only in, in Noah's area. No, they were all over the world, and they still are. <laughs> right. There's still places uh, where these giants can be found. Right. Usually hiding in caves. All right. Um, some scholars believe that the Masoretic text was based in part on the uh, Tendentious translation by Aquila. Right. Yeah. And here Aquila. comes the difference. The yeah. yeah. And here is the difference again. Uh, how is the Masoretic text different from the Septuagint? In Psalm 22.16, um, the word, uh, quote, pierced, and quote, has been replaced by lion. Now, wait a minute. Pierced and lion are not even close to one another, right? I will uh, see the, if I have yeah, it now, in, my, okay. in the Bible I have. Let's see if we can read it. Yeah, okay. Should four six on. Yeah, I don't have a Septuagint handy to, to check these. But you know, again, like I said, modern translations of the Septuagint have been adapted to the Masoretic text for obvious reasons, okay? Because... Uh, this type of um, biblical error uh, revelation, the Jews want to minimize that as much as possible. So the, the more recent translation, and the Jews have taken over the Bible publishing industry, 
So you would expect this distortion of the Septuagint as well. Okay. Yeah, and this is a reference to Yeshua Messiah's crucifixion. Okay, uh, yes. So, Psalm 22, verse 16. Um, so, for encircled me dogs, many, mm, the gathering of the ones acting wicked, mm-hmm. compass me, they dug into my hands and my feet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, how does that describe a lion? I don't know. Let's see. KJV. What does that one say? Yeah. Uh, Now here they have the KJV have the correct one. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have um, enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. There you go. Well, that is a description of the Canaanites, the Jews, Edomite Jews, that surrounded him and executed him. Okay. So, you know, there's also the possibility that the Masoretes, because they, they probably, even though they had control of the Hebrew Scriptures, they, because they were not Judahites, they would not, not have recognized every verse that pointed to Messiah. They were just learning the Hebrew Scriptures on the fly, okay? So they probably looked overlooked a lot of Scriptures which were prophesied Messiah, Okay. So, yeah, so you will find a correct translation, and that is a correct translation. Uh, Lion has been replaced in some translations as a false translation. Okay. Back to you. Yeah, and so Psalms uh, 145 verses 13, omitted entirely. Okay, wow. Um, All right. Isaiah 53 verses 11, the word, quote, light is omitted. And I think we read that one last time. Um, yeah, yeah. On 134 occasions, the Tetragrammaton, the name of God, has been replaced by, quote, Adonai, end quote. It has been translated as L-O-R-D instead of Yahweh, right? 8,000 times. Yeah, and this 134 okay. sounds very few. Yes, and the Judeo-Christians obediently use the word Lord instead of Yahweh. Okay? Yeah. Uh, okay, and here we have Psalms 151, was omitted entirely, bracket. It is now omitted by almost all Christian Bibles, and the bracket. Wow. And this I can't understand. Why did they do this? Exodus 1, the number 75 replaced by 70. Oh, gee, the, the, that's not familiar. Why would they do that? I'm not sure. Maybe because, oh, well, the number 70 is a number of judgment. Okay. So, uh, so I can see that even the Septuagint, which is based on the number 70, is a judgment uh, or a tool for which we can judge the rabbis of Judaism. Okay. And so the number seven, and the, the number 70 applies to the house of Judah. They were taken to Babylon for 70 years, judgment, because they refused to practice the uh, land Sabbath, and were not, they were not practicing the Sabbath at all, really which is true of Judeo-Christianity. They're not practicing the real Sabbath. They, they don't practice the feast days. But the, in order for the church to survive, and I do use the word church advisedly, they don't use the word congregation. Church is uh, actually part of the same structure of the rabbinate. Authorities imposed upon us by some outside source, namely the Catholic Church, okay, that... Uh, the, the, the Catholics made that word church popular. 
because they're not the congregation of Israel by any means. Okay. The true term is ecclesia, which means congregation of Israelites. That's what the true term means. So it's assembly, not church. Okay. Assembly of Israelites, not church run by a Catholic or a Protestant or any such creature. Okay. So maybe that's why the 75, uh, no, wait a minute, number, maybe that was an error. Uh, 70 was, is probably the better number, but uh, I would have to read that to find out. That looks like a historical <laughs> investigation. I yeah. I tried to find it. I read now in the one I had. So that is, okay. I read it in Exodus 1, verses 5. It said like this, but I don't know. This is still odd. This is from yeah. the one I thought had uh, uh, subduing, but I said, but Joseph was in Egypt, and were all the souls coming forth from Jacob, 5 hmm. and 70. Okay. I don't know if that's one, because it's not five so obvious. 70. I don't well, know which one it is. You know, 5 and 70. It might be that the five were not real uh, Israelites that were the, they might have been, uh, let's call it Adamic or Hebrew or even Saxon people who were not Israelites, okay? Because those types of Saxons, Saxons still existed in those days, but only 70 were actual Israelites. Maybe that's why it was changed. So uh, that's worth a that's worth a study in itself. <laughs> yeah, because here we see in, in Exodus 1, 5 in, in, in KJV, say like this. And all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were 70 souls for Joseph oh, okay. in Egypt already. And then here in, in, the, in the, then the one from the Septuagint said it is 5 and 70. So it's, this 5 has been omitted. What is that word? 5. Okay, yeah. Well, I would suspect that the Septuagint is actually more accurate. Yeah. But those five souls were not Israelites. They were uh, what we would call strangers, but Adamic strangers. Okay. All right. Yeah. That okay. could, yeah, because they want to hide. I guess they, they always want to hide that, that it is a, a racial co a covenant. That's right. So, Absolutely. Oh, well, we find okay. that one out then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's always a story to be told when something is mistranslated. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, we're getting ready to take a break, but uh, there's somebody called Big Fig in the chat area. Let me take this call before we take the break. We're adding Big Fig to the stage, and I am unmuting Big Fig. I think I'm unmuting him. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Big Fig, welcome. Hey. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you know, I just happened to be in a position where these 9-11 guys uh, that ran uh, P-Tech yeah. software, you know, moved next uh -huh. door and set up their uh, fogging units and pallet system moving toxin. And uh, they got me surrounded here. And that's all I wanted to express when, you know, that's the method they're using. And it uh, evolved into their little flu virus scam. Ah, uh, Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so those little Edomite ones that, uh, yeah, they come, they, they come in and kill everybody. They, these people yeah. are totally nuts. I mean, yeah, yeah. And it's finally, I drove them away and they, they just replace it with, you know, they're, they're inside the police, they're inside the yes. sheriff. They've, you know, the sprayers. Yes, yes they are. Yeah, it's, 
it's just a big spray unit thing, and they they uh, mm-hmm. buy these houses, run feeder lines, buy houses end to end, and just run. Yeah, and they run a feeder line from the central tank house, and you know they oh. bury tanks. They can bury these pallet tanks. You know, it's a pallet system. Uh, what you do know? you mean by that? What do you mean by that? It's very interesting because this this actually gives gives us a reason why they're destroying neighborhoods, like in uh, Hawaii and other places, and uh, rebuilding the neighborhoods, which are going to be rental units, not not for sale. So, what do you mean by this pallet system? Yeah, it's a wrap. It's a pallet with a a steel girder thing or tubing that wraps about a three, you know, they have like 200 gallon and 300 gallon and, you know, and you just lift the pallet and, you know, it's all one. So it's wrapped around the actual pallet. (laughs) Okay. A plastic tank. And what's in the tank? Whatever you want to put in. Oh, okay. But what they're putting in. And I found out from a cop that infiltrated a group in Florida they're putting, it's uh, a solve any kind of solvent, you know, VOC solvent, like gasoline. To, well, it's called okay. VTEX. It's uh, benzene, toiline, ethyl mm-hmm. benzene, and xylene. Flammable stuff. It's f- definitely flammable. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. And they can just shoot, and they can regulate the pressure. Oh. So, yeah. So Remotely. They, yeah, like it's raining right now. And yeah. it comes in like crazy, and and okay. when it's not raining, they're going to worry about blowback. So they, you know, they blow, if you watch, you can see blowback. the whole yeah. thing at night. That's the thing. You see everything really? shows up okay. at night with uh-huh. with uh, uh-huh. surveillance cams. The IR reflects okay. back off these droplets, but during the day, right. it's pinpoint. You can't see it, and it's mm. mind controlling. As soon as you start right. breathing it, it have, it closes down your brain. You got to uh-huh. research and probably ion. your lungs. No, I'm wondering yeah, if that's right what I got up through the central brain, through the center of your whole nervous system. Right, goes from the central brain outward into the okay. cortex. Okay, big fig. Yeah, uh, this is very interesting stuff. Uh, can you send me a link? Uh, to my email address, it's Eli James at att.net. Eli James at att.net, because this sounds like information that our people have to know more about. Okay, All so right. so thank you for bringing this up. And uh, sounds like well, because blowback is the term that's being used uh, against the Israeli government because they they annihilated 500 of their own people using IDF forces. The Israeli people found out about it, and so Netanyahu is getting blowback. The more blowback we give to the Jews, the better. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is the original meaning, unfortunately. And yeah. They, they, I mean, this stuff will take over cubic miles of land. Wow. The, the VOC, and it it is heavier than air, so uh-huh. it kills all the insects, all the birds leave. Wow. I, they kill all the bees. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, these people are evil on a oh, scale. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot, you, yeah. nobody can comprehend how evil they are. Right. Right. It's totally unexpected. I mean, they, you, and they're just little bastards, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Jews are little people. 
<laughs> right? Oh, the the big wallets. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Small people with big wallets. Uh, mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Big fix. Right. Thanks for the call. It's uh, very enlightening. And, uh, you know, we'll have to pick up this subject uh, at another time. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. Thank you for the call, Big Fig. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay. So we're going to play a song here. uh, (laughs) How long, oh, Lord? How long do we have to put up with these people? We'll be right
righteous man, not the righteous man. How long, oh Lord? How long? Indeed, how long, oh Lord, do we have to put up with the people who murdered Abel? The Kenites, the Canaanites, the Edomites, the Jews, the Pharisees. How long do we have to put up with these people? Great song. Fantastic song. Jonathan David Brown. Okay. So uh, uh, while I'm waiting for uh, Michael to come back, I just want to quickly mention, because when I went to Vegas in California for Thanksgiving, I caught something. And it was just, it was virtually the same as COVID, which I had twice in uh, 2020. And, uh, you know, actually, I think it's 2021 when I caught it. And uh, I was able to overcome it with uh, uh, herbs and, and just, just waiting it out. And it finally went away. But what I caught in Vegas was something completely different. The, the symptoms were the same. But it has is hanging on, or was hanging on, and I had to do a lot of research as to you know how to get rid of this bug. And uh, it turns out there's something called a biofilm. A biofilm is a colony of bacteria that develops a a skin around itself, which is almost impervious to any kind of supplement, even biotics, antibiotics, and so. I'm going to be doing a show about that and tell people if they've caught this. And I know people from California to New York who've caught this bug, this latest bug. They never took a jab, yet they caught this bug, which is very similar to COVID. So they're putting it in the air, and I guess in, in, in the air of an airplane. But I sat next to two China Chinese people who maybe they were from Wuhan. I don't know. But uh, I caught it right after I was on that plane. So, but nevertheless, I've been doing research on how to defeat this bug, and uh, there are certain herbs and supplements which will break down a biofilm. So I'm going to be doing a show about that in the near future. Very important information. So um, let's just leave it at that, okay, because uh, we've been uh, off subject. But thank you for Big, Big Fig for giving us this information, and we'll follow through with that on a future t- Show. So let's get back to, oh, actually, before we continue, I just ha- have to give a plug for Money Tree Publishing and all the great books that uh, they offer, uh, pro-white books, uh, such as my book, The Great Impersonation, Exposing the Lies of History, The Secret Masonic Victory of World War II, and a lot of the, the police officers in America are, in fact, Freemasons. They're secret Freemasons, and I know from personal experience when I was coming back from a rally in Tennessee, uh, the person driving my car was speeding, got pulled over and arrested, and uh, I found out from, uh, I asked him point blank, you know, are you, are you a Freemason? He said, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. And I found out from them uh, that a lot of Klansmen know that uh, officers are Freemasons. And there's kind of a quiet bond between Klansmen and Freemasons, which I'm sure the Jews don't care for. But most officers are white. Okay. They know racial reality. And even though they're Freemasons, they still know racial reality. And of course, we have the war against whites. 
and Henry Ford's The International Jew. Jews are the problem. So please visit the uh, website there, Money Tree Publishing, and they're adding new books to the list as we speak. So there's going to be more information, anti-Jewish, pro-white information from Money Tree Publishing. Thanks for you know, being a customer. Hellstorm, by the way, Hellstorm is fantastic. All right, so let's get back to it. And we're talking here about Bible errors. And where did we leave off, Michael? Yes, sorry. Uh, and interesting is with the, with the Freemasons, you mentioned them. Because in Sweden, you ha we have them too, you can say, the Freemasons. But what I understand, they don't have so many high degrees as you have in, for example, uh -huh. England, the Scottish Rite, and, and, yeah, um, France. and France. Yeah, France is infested with them. But yes. that was, that's something also people miss with Abel Fitter, because that's what he did. He cleaned house. He cleaned right. house in, oh, in, there you go. in, in yeah. the countries he took over. So France, their lodges were closed and they, they exposed the stuff there. So if he would have got to England, he was done the same. And, and, but now Britain is under their grip, as you said. Police officers are often Freemasons yes. and then you are under their grips. And for me, I can't understand why people are so... Uh, this is basically treason. They are doing. They're, they're doing treason by doing this. Those Freemasonic. Right. Uh, they having vows that is contrary to the constitution of the country. So this That's is right. basically treason. It is. And it is. Don't they understand it? I, I these, yeah, a, a lot of these cops actually go to Kyrgyzstan to learn uh, tactics on how to deal with the public, to be brutal to the public. That's where they learn it. They learn it from the Jews. Back to you. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. It's. Yeah, and no, no, it's a problem. So this with the free man, that they are, but they are, I guess, I think Albert Pike said that. So from the the thirties degree and upward, they know who their god is. That is Lucifer. That is their also manly behold. Say the same. When the Masons have learned their craft, they have the power of. I'm paraphrasing, Lucifer in their hand. So they know it. The one that was the thirty-three, thirty-two. They know it is Lucifer is their god. Yes. So and this That's is also. Right. This, um, I guess this is also the secret teaching that Alexander the Great, for example, got. The oral, trans the oral he got was probably also Masonic, the Masonic teachings. So this has been um, going on for a long time. And unfortunately, this is something that they, I guess, they flatter the, some of the white guys with, with their intellect. Oh, you're so intelligent, you know, and they flatter them to get to this. But right. they're not so happy, I guess, when the bill comes for them because the bill will come and then yeah. their soul has been forfeited for what? Right, yeah. A flattery, uh, bribery, blackmail, you know, every trick in the book is what the Jews talk, you know, do. That's what they do. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Should we continue now with the article? Yeah, please. So, next one. This one, one is hard to want to. Yeah, we can do this if you want to. Genesis 10.24. Some generations removed. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Should should I read? If I read the well, one I have, and then you can see. We can see if uh, if we see someone that is removed. If you check the KJV, and I'll look in, in my then. Yeah. Well, what what's the version you're using? Using the scriptures? No, I'm using a, a this is, no, apoliatric, uh, I don't, cannot really pronounce it, but it is a Bible that uses Septuagint as their. Oh, it does. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah, it does. All I right. can send out the name on it, but I can find the verse, and then I can read the verse, and then we can yeah, see if we, we can. we can compare. Okay. Well, let me do that. So what's the verse? Uh, I'll just open my. Uh, e e so, so this is Gen then. Genesis 10. Genesis 24. 
Genesis 10:24. Okay. So uh, I'll be there momentarily. And yeah, so I mean, this is an excellent comparison. Most Christians have no idea that the Masoretic text is a Jewish distortion <laughs> of the Bible. No idea whatsoever. And so they follow the KJV religiously, which they shouldn't be doing because the KJV is based on the, uh, sept- uh, the right, sorry, the Masoretic text. Okay. Even I can get confused. All right. So Jesus, uh, our Faxad begat Salah. And Salah begat Eber. So according oh. to the statement there, uh, generations, a couple of people have been left out? Yeah, it is. When I okay. read it, it is okay. said like this. And Afaraxed uh, procreated Canaan. And Canaan okay. procreated Salah. Okay. And Salah procreated Eber. Okay, so they left one person out. They left out Canaan. Now, why yeah. would that? You know, now, maybe that was just a scribal error. It's possible. Right, but nevertheless, uh, the fact is that the Septuagint was written by Judahites, okay, and so they would not have left out anybody. Whereas the Masoretes, who are Jews, you know, would have a reason to leave somebody out, okay. And the the, the primary reason, and just about all critics of the Masoretic have stated that the reason for the Masoretic text is primary reason is to dispute that Jesus is the Messiah, that Yahshua is the Messiah. And they try to delete as many verses as possible to you know, d- do that, to delete him from the prophecies, okay? However, as I said earlier, the, these Jews, were, since they're not Israelites or Judahites, they would not have really understood a lot of these prophecies, which are written in parabolic form, right? They're, they're not direct prophecies. Isaiah 53, you know, we, when we read it, we know it's prophesying the coming of Messiah. The Jews who were trying to pervert the text would not have realized that because it's, it's, it's a parable form, okay? It's a metaphor. But you know, when Canaanites are, are around me, uh, I, I can see right away uh, that uh, these are, are dogs. The, the tr- term is dog. That's a reference to Canaanites, okay? Jews, that's a reference to Jews. Dogs, Canaan, canines. It's a play on words. Back to you, Michael. Yes, and I can also say which, which version I use. And you can also download from Eastward this one that have the Septuagint. It is called the uh, Apostolic Bible Polyglot uh-huh. with Strong's number. You have it on Eastward, so it's for free. So okay. people can also see this one. So um, yeah. I think, so, so you know. Yeah, so I'll look for it under tools, okay? Very good. Yeah. All right, I'll just keep my e-sword open for any uh, future comparisons, but this is really good stuff. Right? I mean, we're getting, we in Israel are getting an education from this comparison between the Septuagint and the Masoretic text. And, of course, the churches totally ignore the Septuagint because, well, I mean, the Jews are God's chosen people, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what they believe. Anyway, all right, please continue. Okay, so Deuteronomy 32, verses 8. Uh, quote, angels of Elohim, and quote, replaced with, quote, children of Israel. Okay, so let's read Deuteronomy 32, verses 8, and I will read the one from the Apostolic um, yeah. Polyglot. So it said like this, when divided into parts, the highest nations, as he disseminated the sons of Adam, he set the borders of nations according to the number of the angels of God. 
Hmm. Okay. That's very interesting. Well, the, the, the uh, Masoretic does say children of Israel. Okay. And uh, so, in other words, the Septuagint is stating that this is an angelic thing, and the, the Masoretic says it's children of Israel. Uh, I don't know what the purpose would be to change that. But, uh, you know, it's, again, it's something that we'd have to d- discuss in the future. But certainly, if we're talking about a divine influence, because, the you know, not all of these people were Israelites. You know, we're talking about Hamites, uh, you know, Japhethites, and Shemites, okay? They're not all Israelites, okay? So to change angels of Elohim to children of Israel is uh, just say, stating, well, not the Israelites were not responsible for creating the borders of the Japhethites, you know, the Japhethites created Greece. And so the Israelites did not create Greece. Israel uh, interacted with Greece, but Israelite did not determine the borders of Greece, okay, because they were already established, or the Romans, okay. The Romans were the children of um, of uh, Zara Judah, okay. The Israelites did not create the borders of Rome. So perhaps this is a, you know, a subject worth pursuing. All right, back to you. Let's go to Jeremiah 10. Yes, Jeremiah 10, verses 6 and 7 have been added in the Masoretic text. So then I think you, sir, <laughs> have to go to Jeremiah 10 and read them and see if yeah. I have them. <laughs> okay, Jeremiah 10, here we go. Verses, verses 6 and 7. All right, almost there. Scrolling down, so I will read Jeremiah 10, 6. For as much as there is none like unto thee, O Yahweh, Thou art great, and, and and thy name is great in might. Who would not fear thee, O king of nations? For to thee doth it appertain, for as much as among all the wise of the nations and in all their kingdoms, there is none like unto thee. Okay, a lot of added words here. I didn't read all the added words, but uh, you know, I, I can see that this, uh, the uh, Masoretic and the KJV uh, are adding words here. Okay, how does it read from the Septuagint? Yeah, I have the same verses here, so I don't know if they're still here, but so we can I can read it too. Yeah. Um, and this is verses, uh, verses 6 until 7. Yeah. Um, there is not one likened to you, O Lord, great are you, and great is your name in strength. Who shall not fear you, O King of nations? For to you it is becoming, for among all the wise of the nations and among all their kingdoms, there is not one likened to you. Okay, so it's actually very similar in translation. However, you know, the again, the, the Masoretic is the <laughs> the Jewish version of the old Greek, uh, sorry, Hebrew Old Testament, and uh, you know, it's just uh, not major differences from what I can see there. Okay. No, but I, uh, when I'm looking, you have, yeah, I don't know. When I'm looking and, yeah, let's, we can continue then to the next okay. one. Okay. Yeah, very good. All right. So, yeah, so let's continue uh, because we want to get through this text here. Unless there's some glaring uh, difference, you know, we'll, we'll just uh, read on. Okay. Back to you. So, Psalms 96, verses 10, quote, Say among the nations, Yahweh reigns from the wood, omitted. Oh, Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's totally omitted. 
Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Please continue. Yeah. This, uh, there's such a long list here. I don't think we can cover them all. All Okay, let's continue. So, Isaiah 19, verses 18, quote, City of righteousness, and a quote, change it to the, quote, city of the sun. (laughs) Or Or in the version, uh, quote, the city of the destruction, and a quote. Major difference there. Righteousness. Uh, That's the major difference. Yeah, yeah. And city of sun, sun worshiper Canaanites. Yeah, there you go. Yep, right. City of destruction. Well, it uh, it became that, right? But uh, it's supposed to be the city of righteousness. And, of course, we are that city. Ye, Yahshua tells us, ye are the city on the hill. It's not referring to a place. It's referring to us. All right, back to you. And then we have the hundred one. The Masoretic scribes purposely and willfully rearrange the original chapter's order in the prophetic book of Daniel so that the chapters make no sense chronologically. And that is true. (laughs) That is true. They are not in the chronological orders. Yeah, it makes no sense the way the the Masoretic text is ordered. It makes no sense whatsoever. So I think while the Jews hate the book of Daniel, uh, that is the one book, uh, when they turn to the book of Daniel, they cover it. They cover it with a cloth so so as not to read from it because it's so obvious that the book of Daniel prophesied coming of Messiah to the year, right, that they don't want anything to do with the book of Daniel. All right, back to you. Uh, okay, next one is then. Isaiah 61, verses 1, quote, Recovery of the sight to the blind, and no quote, omitted. Omitted, wow. That must be uh, prophetic for, wasn't that was Yeshua Messiah? Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. All right, uh, so this one looks like maybe we should cover it. Isaiah 61, 1, let me go to my e-sword. Isaiah, have patience with us because this is important stuff. Isaiah 61, you need to know how the Septuagint and Masoretic differ from one another and that the Masoretic is Jewish. All right, so I'm going to read it here. The spirit of Yahweh Elohim is upon me because Yahweh hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. Not, not unto the rabbis. <laughs> he, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. This is a very important verse. Why? Because this is the verse that Yahshua quoted in the synagogue at Capernaum as pertaining to himself. And he said to the, to the and these were primarily Judahites and Benjamites because that was in Galilee. And the, 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 the people from Galilee, who were primarily men sitting around there, and they should have known these scriptures, they looked at each other and said, what? He's proclaiming to be the Messiah? And they tried to throw him over a cliff. And that was Judahites, not Jews, folks. They tried to throw him over a cliff when he said, this verse has been fulfilled in your ears today. Wow. All right, so how does the Septuagint version read it? Um, The Spirit of uh, the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to announce good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the ones being broken in the heart, to proclaim to captives a release, and to blind recover of sight. Okay, so uh, it sounds pretty similar, but maybe there's other versions 
of uh, the book that omits that, that uh, entirely, okay? Yeah, but they didn't have – no, it's the last one. This, okay. They omitted they omit the blind recover oh, of they did. sight. Oh, yeah, okay. That's the one. Uh, to the blind recover of sight. That's uh-huh. one that's not in the KJV. I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So I've been blinded. <laughs> All right. So, folks, the, this – these studies are very important. You need to know the differences. Back to you, Michael. Good stuff. Really good stuff. So let's go to in Psalms 40, verse 6, quote, A body you have prepared for me, and unquote, was replaced by, quote, you open my, my ears, and unquote. Huh. Wow. Wow. Okay. Again, a body, Yahweh provided a body for his son, Yahshua. Okay, he had to come in physical form in order to be our Messiah, our Pashalem, our Paschalem. Back to you. Um, so, Deuteronomy <laughs> 32, verses 43. Let all the messengers of Elohim worship him. Um, omitted. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. That's quite an omission. Well, who are the messengers? Well, they're, they're either angels or, uh, you know, or, or teachers. Okay, back to you. Genesis 4, verses 8, quote, let us go into the field, and those quote is omitted. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but that is when Cain lurings out Abel. Ah, okay. Yes, let us go into the field. Let me make you uh, some uh, lentil stew. <laughs> okay. Oh, Gen- I'm sorry. No, this is Cain. I'm, I'm thinking of Esau. Nice. No, yeah, it's Cain yeah. luring Abel. Yeah, very good. Let's go on. Why? Why would that be a millage? That's interesting. Okay. All right, please continue. Uh, so, Deuteronomy 32, verses 43. Moses' song is shortened. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Why okay. that? That's yeah. strange. Yeah. Well, that's what I've been telling people about the Masoretic Text. It's a redaction. And it's a violation of Deuteronomy 4.2, where Moses says, you should not omit any words or add any words unto the written word that I have given you. But that's what Judaism is. It's additions and subtractions, and it's called the Talmud. Yeah, right? and isn't okay. that also someone in some in the book, Revelation, say that you should not add or retract from this book, or, you, right. or I yeah. will add or retract from you? Right, yeah, and but the, but the book of Revelation is addressed to Christian Israelites, not to Jews, okay? So uh, we, are, we are instructed not to make any changes to the book of Revelation. I don't know to what extent changes have been made to that. However, understanding the book of Revelation is totally lacking in Judeo-Christians because they falsely believe that the Jews are the Israelites, right? So, so that will change your understanding of the book of Revelation for sure, okay? Yes, so Isaiah 43 contains 10 spelling differences, four style, uh, stylic changes, and three missing letters for light in verses 11 for a total of 17 differences. Wow. Okay. Well, again, Isaiah 53 is the prophecy of the coming of Messiah. That whole chapter is about the coming of Messiah. So the Jews would want to change as much as they could. All right. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. And Isaiah 7, verses 14, quote, virgin, unquote, replaced by, quote, a young woman. Okay, we we covered that extensively last week. Yeah. The the attempts by the Jews to replace virgin with young woman. And uh, uh, please continue. Yeah, and the virgin birth they do not uh, no. they do not accept. No, that's right. 
uh, and bracket, when Aquila made his Greek translation of the Old Testament at the behest of Rabbi Akiva, he changed the Septuagint's, quote, virgin, and unquote, into, quote, young woman, and unquote. The Masoretic compl- compilers may have followed his lead. And oh, bracket. for sure. For sure. There's no Jew who believes in the virgin birth. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Masoretic text differs from the Septuagint in hundreds of places. How do we know which text is accurate? Aha. Uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered just after World War II. Okay, now we're getting into the Dead Sea Scrolls, which are original Hebrew, not Masoretic Hebrew. Please continue. According to carbon dating, textual analysis and handwriting analysis, the documents were written at various times between the middle of the 2nd century BC and the 1st century AD. There are fragments from all of all of the books of the Hebrew Bible, fragments except the book of Esther and the book of Nehemiah. In addition, an independent Aramaic translation of the Hebrew Bible exists, the uh, Peshitta. Peshitta, right. you know that one, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's Aramaic. Yeah, I have a copy of it, yep, mm-hmm. but not, not handy, okay. Uh, control uh, of the Dead Sea Scrolls were, um, was a military objective of uh-huh. Israel, Israelis. Yes, yes. It was achieved by their victory in the Six Days War. Um, the publication of the scrolls slowed to a tickle. A trickle, trickle, yeah. So in other words, uh, that was an actually an objective. Yes, as he says, control of the Dead Sea Scrolls was a military objective of the Jews during the Six-Day War. Okay, they wanted control of the Dead Sea Scrolls so that non-Jewish scholars would not have access to it. It took 20 years for uh, the non-Jewish, and that is Christian, scholars to get access to these scrolls. Why? What, how, to what extent had the Jews doctored the Dead Sea Scrolls? Why is Nehemiah and, and Esther uh, missing? Did they delete the, those two books? Okay. Because if you understand those books, you know that Mordecai was a Benjamite. Es- Esther was a Benjamite, not a Jew. Maybe that was clarified in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Back to you. So were those books omitted in the Dead Sea Scrolls? Yes. Yeah. Again, violating Deuteronomy 4.2, the direct canon of Moses, you you shall not add or subtract anything from the written record of Moses. Okay. Uh, So they probably, you think they would rack those texts to cover their ass? Probably, yeah. Maybe the the translations are more accurate and it doesn't have the word Jew in it. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Okay. It would have Judah, Benjamin, etc. And of course, uh, Haman was an Amalekite. But that's in the Masoretic version, okay? But the Jews pretend that that book is about them, not about Judah, all right? Um, after 1971, the international team even, uh, even refused to allow the publication of photographs of the material. Wow, wow. Uh, they excluded scholars who wanted to make independent evaluations. Right. The embargo was br- not broken until 1991. Yeah, and as you say, for 20 years, then they have made sure that we have not seen the whole picture of it. That's right. That's right. Uh, In addition... Give Jews control of something, and it will be distorted. Back to you. Yep. 
Yeah, and I didn't know that that, that was this, one of the achievements for the Six Days War for Israeli to cover, take those books. That shows how important yeah. it is for them to cover their ass. That's right. Exactly. Um, so, in addition... And a, to- and, and a big nose. <laughs> and other, other body parts which don't represent Adamites. Okay, back to you. Uh, in addition to the Dead Sea Scrolls, scholars can use the Peshitta. Uh, ah to decide between the Masoretic text and the Septuagint. Yes, very good. Yes. And I have given examples above of some of the places the Dead Sea Scrolls and uh, Peshitra and the Septuagint agree. The Masoretic text is part of the tradition that began with Rabbi Akiva. Um, rabbis rewrote the Jewish Bible to destroy the credibility of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. But it's not a Jewish Bible. That's, right. <laughs> that's right. the problem. Mm-hmm. Right, Judahite, Judahite slash Israelite Bible, right. Yeah. Okay, now is some, uh, I don't know if this is a, uh, let's read on. There's a picture of a, two Roman soldiers threatening a probably Christian guy, I guess. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. Okay, All so right. let's continue. The Bar yeah. um, uh, Koshba Rebellion and and the false doctrines regard, regarding who the Messiah is brought about the death of thousands of Jews and the destruction of the Jewish nation, false Judahite and Judahite nation. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, right. Okay. Because it was the Jews still, the Jews were still cooperating with the Romans to get rid of Judah, right? And I think the, the end of that occurred in 163, I think it was, with the fall of Masada. Okay, so th- there were two episodes where the Romans began to clean house in Judea, but uh, Judahite Israelites, the Judahite Christians, escaped around 70 A.D. While the uh, the attack uh, by the Romans against the city was undergoing, and um, the Judahite, uh, the uh, Roman general was called back because uh, the, the, the Caesar had changed, okay? And uh, he, wanted, he went back, Titus, the general, went back to Rome to get instructions from the new Caesar whether or not to continue the siege. While he was gone, the Israelites, the Israelite Christians escaped to Pella and uh, into, into Europe, okay? But the Jews, the Edomite Jews would not have made such an escape because they were still in league with the Romans. Okay, so but never, nevertheless, Titus was indiscriminate in the destruction. He was killing Judahites and Jews. All right, okay. So, but uh, the Sanhedrin uh, now the Sanhedrin was under the control of Edomites at this point in time. So I don't see any evidence that the Romans would have attacked the Sanhedrin. That uh, I would have to do more research about that. All right, back to you. Uh, the false belief that of, um, the Messiah will be a political leader with divine powers focused upon enslaving all the non-Jews and right. placing them on the Jewish authority is a cancer that has distorted the in- interpretation of the Old Testament text. That's and, correct. Yes. Um, the Mosaic law and has given supremacy to the Talmud's mis- um, Mia, mia. Mis- misanthropic. A misanthrope is somebody who hates everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's misspelled here. Misanthropic yeah. teaching, such as yeah. the quote, Hamitic um, curse. Hamitic yeah, curse. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, finish the sentence. 
which saw the establishment of the Trans-Atlantia and Trans-Saharian Black African slave trade, quote, a bracket, which was dominated by Jewish traders and buyers. Amen. Amen. Boy, there's a lot of truth in this. If only he knew the difference between a Jew and a, and a, and a Judahite. He doesn't know the difference. But in the modern era, when, he, uh, when we hear the word Jew, it means Edomite. Edomite Jew. Uh, yeah. So it's the Talmudic teaching, not biblical teaching, that the curse of Ham was that the, the, he turned Ham, Yahweh turned Ham into a black person. That's what the Talmud <laughs> teaches. That's what the rabbis teach. Okay, but of course we know that all the sons of Noah were white, and the daughters of Noah were white. They were not black, white, and Oriental. That's a Talmudic teaching, and you will not find any such uh, argument in Scripture. Okay, plus it wasn't Ham who was cursed; it was Canaan who was cursed. <laughs> so they got yeah. that wrong too. Yeah. Okay. It was his son. He saw right. his, his his father's nakedness. That's right. Well, which meant that he actually, well, when Ham committed the sin, he uh, he had sex with his mother and produced Canaan. That's why Canaan was cursed by Noah, not Ham. Although Ham was the guilty party, nevertheless, he still had to uh, fulfill prophecy and create uh, Mitzrayim, you know, in Egypt. Now, if you go to Egypt and look at the rows of Pharaonic statues, you will see they're all Caucasian. All of them. Nefertiti has Caucasian features. They were white, folks. They were white. They were not black. Back so, Kana was cursed from the beginning, you can say. Right, yeah. And Canaan, you will be a, a slave to slaves, or a, a, what is it called? A, a servant of servants. And that's what Canaan became. Canaan became a servant of Mitzrayim. Then he became a servant of Israel, <laughs> right? And became a servant of the czars and the kings and queens of Europe. Still a servant of our, until... That curse was lifted when the Rothschilds blew up Europe and became the uh, economic masters and lords of Europe. So now that the curse of, K of, of uh, Esau was lifted, and that was also a matter of prophecy. So uh, unless you understand that the Edomites and Canaanites are not Israelites, unless you understand that, you will never understand the Bible. Okay. You, ha you have to have a program to, uh, telling you which which actor is playing which role, right? Without that program, you don't understand it. And that program is called the Covenant Message, which is the subject of my book, The Great Impersonation, which clarifies the, the lineages. And in fact, Michael, the book of Genesis should actually be called the book of genetics. Because from chapter 3 on, it details the uh, genetics of the Edomites, the, the descendants of Cain, and the descendants of Adam. It should really be called the book of genetics because it's talking about the genetic code of the two different tribes, the two different lines of descent. All right, please continue. Yeah, and that's a comment on that. Isn't that also true? When you read a book, shouldn't you understand the first chapters in a book to understand yeah, what happened right. in the rest of the book? Right. Oh, that, Come the on, first, Christian. The, yeah, the first few, four chapters have been terribly distorted. And, for, for, for example, the word ish, Genesis 4.1, I have gotten an ish, not an Adamite, from Yahweh. And there's no doubt that uh, that should say Samael. I have begotten. Uh, and what did Samael tell her, or Nachash in the Bible? She, you shall become as one of us. What's one of us? 
the fallen angels, okay? You will know the difference between good and evil. They already knew the difference between good and evil. That's why Adam and Eve were not ashamed when they were naked. But as soon as they had committed the act, then suddenly they became ashamed. They know they knew that they had committed a, a sexually forbidden act. All right? That's the reality, yes. folks. Okay. Again, if you lose common sense, you can understand also yeah. the beginning in the Bible. Come on, you don't curse. You don't curse her womb if it is a if it is not a sexual sin. You, right. you, then you curse her teeth if it is an apple. People, right. they, uh, it's it's not so. Come on, it yeah, is not. Yeah. It is. <laughs> and, and what and what kind of fruit, literal fruit, gives you the knowledge of good and evil? <laughs> it's not. Well, yeah, uh, pomegranates maybe, <laughs> or may apples. May apples. Uh, there's a there's a fruit indigenous to Arkansas called the may apple. It it's really one of the oddest looking fruits I've ever seen. It's got like dimples. It's like yellow. It looks like a more like a, a round lemon with dimples on it. <laughs> and and somebody showed that to me recently. I said, "Is this poison? <laughs> this must be. Maybe this was what Eve took a bite out of." <laughs> All right, back to you. May apple. It's called. All right. Yeah. The Talmud, racket, oral law, and racket, which interprets the Jewish scriptures, has been in, infected by this yeah. false ethno-religious ideology there you go. of wow. the Pharisees, operating yeah. the original Talmud corpus, and subsequently the Jewish scriptures themselves. Yes. Wow. Interestingly, it was this ethno-religious nationalistic doctrine that Christ warned the Jews against, citing that it will be their downfall. Right. Well, okay. Now, it is an ethno-religious nationalistic doctrine of the Jews, that Talmud is, but so is the Bible. The Bible was not written to all races. It was only written to us, the Adamic, Noahic, uh, Abrahamic, Israelite people. That's the covenant message, folks. It was not written for anybody else. Okay. So again, the, the universalism of this author comes out, but nevertheless, he is correctly identifying the Jews as the enemies of Scripture. Please continue. Um, so, uh, <coughs> the Hebrew version of the Old Testament have uh, <coughs> been used to proclaim uh, scores of, quote, messiahs, end of quote. The Septuagint yeah, right. was only used once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this, this. And there's only one messiah, and it wasn't a Jew, <laughs> right? He was not a Jew. But the Jews have proclaimed many messiahs, all of which had died a natural death. Oh, yeah. And could like walk the- on water. <laughs> yeah, like this one you see on the pictures. That yeah, seems right. like a very hideous person. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he's a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, in the late 1980s and early 1990s, believe that Shabbat Lubavitch Rabbi uh, Menachem Schneerson was the Messiah. Right. Yeah. He's sneering at Yahweh, right? <laughs> Um, so, and now we come into a new part here that is said, why Orthodox Christians prefer the Septuagint, bracket, one out of two, and a bracket, by Metropolitan Ephraim of Boston. Okay. So, right. preface. 
The purpose of these articles was to explain to our faithful in a simple and easily understood manner some of the difference that exists between the Old Testament bracket, Masoretic, and the bracket text used by most of today's Roman Catholics and Protestants and the Septuagint's Old Testament used by Orthodox Christians since the time of Christ. Um, all told, there are some 300 textual differences between the Masoretic and the Septuagint text, some of them important and some of them insignificant. These articles will ex- explain why Orthodox Christians prefer the Septuagint, despite yeah. some admittedly beautiful and eloquent passage found in Masoretic text. The articles by uh, Metropolitan Ephraim were originally published on the internet in the spring of 2009, and they appear here in a slightly edited and um, augmented form. Okay. So, one, honor the physician. In the wisdom of uh, Sirach, it says, quote, Honor the physician with the honor due unto him for the use ye may have of him, for the Lord created him. The skill of the physician shall lift up his head, and in the sight of a great man he shall be in admiration. The Lord hath created medicines out of the earth, and he that is wise will not abhor them. And the Lord hath given man skill, that he might be honored in his marvelous works. With such doth, bracket, the physician, and the bracket, heal men, and taketh away their pains. Of such doth the um, Apothecary, mate. Apothecary. Apothecary. Actually, actually, a European term. Is that not used in Greek? I mean, in Greek. In Swedish, apothecary? Uh, Apothecary, maybe. But uh, yeah. uh, make okay. a, uh, if that is the one, uh, the one okay. that yeah, does do drugs, apothecary. Right, I, yeah. I, I use them really because it's the only drug they have. Right. <laughs> in German, it's apotheca. Uh, apothecary, I mean, that's the same, yeah. Yeah, okay. Very good. Uh, make a confection and <laughs> of his works there is no end and from him is peace over all the earth and no quote okay. wisdom of Sariah 38 1-8 yeah now I'm not sure if that's the same as the wisdom of Solomon but uh, mm-hmm. that's probably in the Apocrypha wisdom yeah of this is Apocrypha I read this one okay yeah, yeah. so and, and again w- w- physician the, w- the original physician uh, what's the uh, her, hermetic, not hermetic, what, what's the oath that doctors used to take? They don't take it anymore. Do no uh, harm. The, yeah, this one. The, the, yeah, I lost <laughs> it. I this, if, jump out of my, my mind now. The, the, right. um, so, oh, yeah. Hippo, Hippocratic. The Hippocratic. Hippocratic oath. Now it's the hypocritic. <laughs> now it's the hypocritical oath. It's no longer the Hippocratic oath. And uh, they do all kinds of harm. MDs are killers. Yeah, That's and I like are. I liked when they it's don't that, heal anybody. No, and I when I read this one, I like this one and I read this one. The Lord has created medicines out of the earth, and he that is wise yes. will not abhor them. Look at all the right. med, med, MDs today. Most of them yeah. abhor them and think, no, no, they don't yeah. work. I like to today spoke with a woman about this. And they, I, you see on them that they, when you start to discuss about there is money in the, in the medical industry and oh, yeah. about uh, that they only want to earn money, oh, she fled as fast as she could. <laughs> right, right. But that's the truth about the medical profession today. They are killers. They're not healers. And you know, the, the only healing they do is if you have a broken limb, you know, or, or there are some antibiotics that do work. At least they will get rid of your symptoms and ease your suffering. 
but then you better supplement that with herbs, right? As we're, as it says right here, which come from nature, like aspirin. Aspirin comes from uh, willow bark, right? Yeah, but then you have to use it yourself because the problem with with all this, when you have like a an, an simple simple cold that is you expelling toxins, if you That's then right. reject all the toxins, the body will have a much more um, severe mm-hmm. case of this expelling toxins. And another one of that very severe one is cancer. Uh-huh. Did it? That is one of the uh, one that people don't. Toxicity. Cancer is, is toxicity. Yeah, the yeah. body wants to get rid of toxicity, and I think this is there are two doctors in America I read about that has cured cancer with this method. Just take That's a little right. test on the blood and seeing what is the uh, the poisonous what it is, and then they have applied a, uh, a capsule. I don't remember the name of the doctors now, but I read in the book. That I think uh, uh, what was yeah. the name of the book? I have to re- check it out. Yeah, well, uh, the medical. Yeah. Absolutely right, uh, Michael. The medical profession is still debating on what is the cause of cancer, right? What is the cause of this? What is the cause of that? It's all toxicity. Get rid of the toxic. Uh, the, stop Stop imbibing toxins, right, which include big pharma compounds, and go with nat- natural medicine. That's what you have to do, okay? Yeah. So, yeah. And our people don't and- understand that. Okay. No, they want a false fix. And then yeah. uh, the book I was referring to, the book I referred to is The Drug Story by Morris oh. Bella. And I read the chapter, and it's in the chapter, I read the chapter on my channel. It's called Racket in the Cancer Control. And there you have those two doctors, American doctors that had a cure for cancer. But they were, of course, they were, yeah, they were uh, sniffed out by the, the drug cartel. Right, um, exactly. So, and they just took a blood test and then they applied this, those uh, capsules and then they could cure cancer. And yeah. they had a lot of curing of the cancer, most basically toxicity. So that's the problem if you're using all those. We think, oh, just a headache, a, a tablet for your headache, something. That will then later in life pronounce something like cancer because your body will not get rid of the toxins. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. Yeah, so when you take antibiotics, you know, they may kill the germs, right? But it's, they're also very toxic. You have to be careful, all right? That's why uh, we're advised when we take antibiotics to take probiotics along with them because the antibiotics kill a g- good flora in your gut, which will cause uh, candida, for, among other things, right? So you really have to know what you're doing if you take and, – and, of course, no doctor will tell you. Actually, uh, no, they, they do in recent years have started advising people to take probiotics that is like um, – uh, oh, I'm trying to think uh, – uh, what they are, but pro- probiotics when you take antibiotics because you, you might get a serious tummy ache, <laughs> right? And, uh, and other conditions. And so, for the longest time, uh, they would not tell women, for example, that you might get a serious case of candida if you take antibiotics without probiotics, right? And so, women were suffering horribly. The itch, the itch that you get from candida. And you and they they didn't tell you that the, the antibiotics would cause that, all right. So doctors cause as much disease as they cure is what I'm trying to say. Okay, all right. Yeah. So yeah, so we're um, just about yeah. Go ahead. One comment also, and one of the quotes that was in this in this chapter was the doctor we don't know any cure for cancer. So the allopathic <laughs> medicine right. have no cure for cancer. Why do you go to them? And then they're sticking more poison in them, and that will just kill them. Right. Right. Well, Richard Nixon declared war on cancer in the mid-1970s. I forget exactly what year. 
And cancer is winning, folks, <laughs> right? Because they're not trying to find a cure for cancer. Well, what was the meme? I think you sent me the meme. Uh, every customer cured is a customer lost. Yep. Right? Exactly. It's a customer yeah. lost. Yeah, right. Um, That's cancer. Medicine. And unfortunately, cancer is very, very lucrative and you make a lot oh, of money on it. Yeah, right. And what do you think all those turbo cancers come from in the COVID shot because of That's all the right. wastes they're getting? More, more toxicity. Extreme. Every, every jab is full of toxicity. Full of it. Absolutely full of it. Eustace Mullins wrote a book, A Murder by Injection. And this was years. It was the 1970s, years before COVID, because vaccines are toxins. They are. That's what they are. Okay. You can't cure toxicity with more toxins. Period. No, it's impossible. Okay. Okay. I see Big Fig is still in the uh, in the in the room. Let me see if he has anything to add to our discussion. Big Fig. Oh, there yeah. still. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I was going to second the motion <laughs> on allopathy. Yeah. They, oh. Okay. Yeah. My 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 mom was in the uh, hospital business, and I I but every time I right, go to the dentist, business. these dentist guys would would ionize you. Like Ooh. they have hidden ionizing Ooh. devices. So I see. Yeah, they'll give you tens of thousands of maximum doses and cripple you. I mean. Oh, I'll boy. tell you, they got tricks up their sleeve like you can't. And that's all FBI and, yeah. you know, that's bomb, right. that's the bombings. And they're the ones that are uh, making up the stories so that it, right. it invigorates these spray houses. And, right. Well, yeah. root canals, for example, are notorious for becoming infected, right? Then you have to go back for another root canal. And when they drill uh, your teeth to uh, put in a false tooth, those get infected. Right, and of course they use uh, what's that compound, the aluminum uh, derivative, uh, that the fluoride. They'll, oh, they'll yeah. soak your mouth in fluoride, and that's a poison. That's another toxin. Well, well, they they got this down, this ionizing, where they put a tray. They'll have a, a off that swivel head. They'll have an ionizing head. This one little really? Indian really? guy, and he had a, like an FBI agent sounded just <laughs> like the guy that. Set up the bombs in the Trade Center in '93. Exact, <laughs> right. exact same voice, you know. Yeah. They, they recruit out of the. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, the not Amish. Amish. So not one. Really. They recruit Amish. out of the Amish. I kid you not. These guys are Amish. Oh really? Okay. Yes. <laughs> so the Amish are not on our side anymore, right? One okay. Well, right. they sacrifice one of them. And, oh. You know, yeah. Okay. It's a sacrifice thing. I don't think the Amish even know, but. Right. <laughs> Right, but, yeah. but they they're really employees now. Yeah, and they run yeah. around in like electric vans and burn people with. I'm telling you, this, yeah. this whole thing is yeah. beyond. Yeah, it's, be, it's it's beyond human, right? It, it's a Luciferian, right? All right, big fix. Thanks for the input. So All we're right. just about out of time. All right, folks. Uh, yeah, you, you've been listening to Speak Free Radio. After this show on Speak Free Radio, will be the David and Duke show, and uh, but we are still here. Um, uh, while we have time, uh, why don't you uh, uh, another couple of quotes from this article, which is really well done, except for the fact that the author confuses Jews with Israelites. Okay, so right. when I was a little boy of about seven 
or eight years of age back in California. One of okay. my playmates, bracket, who was a Protestant and bracket, an Amish, <laughs> an Amish playmate. No, sorry, Just uh, asked me if I wanted to come over to his house that night oh. for a Bible class. Okay. Since my mother often read me Bible stories and I like them, I was very much inclined to go to my friend's house that evening. But first, okay. uh, all right, now okay. Music, um, yeah, we'll have to pick this up next week. Uh, we're not quite half done with this article, but this is extremely important information about the difference between the Masoretic and, uh, and Septuagint, folks. Next, we're listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everybody. Peace.